are recording. All right. Happy New Year, Miles. Yeah, or New Year's Eve, or what is it, New Year's Eve? Happy New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone thinks of what on New Year's Eve? Um, I think everyone thinks about where they can go to uh, be around friends, uh, have fun, and have the shortest drive home. And maybe, and, and or not leave the house. Yeah, I'm, I'm a not leave the house guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's always been that way. Don't know why. Best New Year's Eve I've ever had was in Prague, though. I was living in Germany and we grew up in at the time. We were, we decided, let's go to Prague for New Year's, and that was cool. Something like, I'll go out of the house for something like that. Yeah. Otherwise, no. Yeah, they have, um, they have a good fireworks display in Prague uh, for New Year's. I don't know if you, so you caught it. I probably did, I just don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> a few glasses of wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember we had Chinese food, that was funny. Yeah. Chinese food in Prague. Chinese food, yeah. Well, so, um, a lot all over Europe, um, but, but, uh, definitely the Czech Republic, they're big on, um, American cuisine or Chinese, you know, like, like they, in different countries, like flavors. I remember going to an American, you know, yeah. an American bar, with, which is right, which is like <laughs> Budweiser. <laughs> the interpretation, the, the Czech interpretation of an American bar, which uh, is the best. That's where Budweiser comes from. Budvar. The Budvar, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Pilsner, uh, which is nasty. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Um, so is Budweiser. Yeah. Ironically, uh, the Budvar, well, not ironically, coincidentally, the Budvar is hoppier but also really sweet so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like uh it's kind of gross yeah. and that's what? like Budweiser that's the American version of that yeah. you're like oh well I see where they got it from and it's also not good it took the sugar taste out of it but not the sugar itself. that's right, that's right. <laughs> um but uh, uh so we're talking about goals today now yours resolutions no, well, New Year's resolutions. Have you ever done that? No, I always call them now years because I don't like to wait till the New Year's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's, it's a trap. But we're here. Well, I love the I love the flip of the calendar. I like the um, I like the 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 clean scoreboard. I think everybody naturally does. I, I love a Monday. And New Year's Day is on a Monday. Ah, it is. So synchronistic. It's the ultimate Monday. Yeah. yeah. We're going to wait seven more years till that comes again? Maybe. Yeah, I think so, you're right. Unless there's a leap year. I don't know how that shit works. Uh, yeah. Close enough. Yeah, let's say, let's call it seven more years. Right. But, but yeah, so it's a big, um, it's a big one. Now, now years, now years resolutions. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, the, the fitness industry is kind of famous for having like the New Year's rush or there being like a mm-hmm. New Year's resolution crowd. That's kind of a myth. There's not really a New Year's rush. Um, like a bunch of people sign up for memberships, go and get not, fit. Not so much. What happens is the reason why gyms seem full in mid-January is because people stop traveling after the new year mm. and their kids go back to school mm. like the last week of January, first week, second week of January. La- yeah. La- last week of January, beginning of the first, second week of January. So people stop traveling. Their kids are in school. They're back in their team. Then they come back in around January 18th. And the fitness industry, I think, made it a, a thing to um, have a New Year's resolution, make it about fitness so they could have a gym, promote, gym promotions, right. right? Fitness promotions. People are free. Mm-hmm. 
and it's on you know top of mind i guess mm -hmm. so there's a there's a little bit of timing it's like kind of like the valentine's day for the fitness industry yeah but there's not having been in the industry for 20 years there's not really a big rush um in my experience it's a bunch of promotions that you'll kick off you probably have started in december like i did and um uh, and you'll see the fruit of that in the first few weeks of january but that's the that's the methodology. But I'm a big goal setter. That was the point of this conversation. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so um, you you have a do you have a history of setting goals around New Year's? Uh, no, because I feel like it's a trap. Because I I'm a good procrastinator and I think oh, I'll just wait till the New Year's to do it. Then you get all hyped and you get like the free dopamine rush of like I'm gonna do it. And then you like the idea of it and you do it for a week and then go back to your own habits. So. If you want to make a change, like you can just pick one thing and start. I have the problem also of like having like too many at once, and then not knowing. I just get overwhelmed and then say fuck it. So I have to, I have to like rank them in order of importance and almost put some to the back burner for a while. Tell the other one to like habits. If they're not habits, then I'm just like spinning plates. Yeah. So what I heard you say is that um, it's. Uh, the enthusiasm wells up, mm. but the change doesn't necessarily land as aggressive. Yep. Yeah, get overwhelmed. I like that. Well, I mean, I don't like that, but that's common, I yes. think. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I think I just shared with you, and we'll, we'll share it, my, my goal setting process, but I deliberately cook my, my goals down, my process down until it doesn't feel heavy because if it feels like everything is exciting, like having a million dollars in your bank account sounds exciting. But then if you look at all the skills you have to have to create that, not so exciting. Not so, it's a, it is wild, you know? And yeah, and it, it's, it could be overwhelming. Um, it will be overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you have to be a different person, right? Uh, uh, so the, I think the essence for me and the reason why I like New Year's so much is it's like a halfway point because, you know, my birthday's in July, so I'm a Jan uh, July birthday. So it's like six months between my birthday and the first of the year. And it's like a, you know, a check-in because um, you usually do a little reflection on your birthday for what's gone on in your life. And I, I at least I do. And, um, and New Year's does that as well. And it's also a reminder of like the compass setting of writing those objectives down in, on my, in my journal. It's like, am I in alignment with this person now? Like, is this like Josh, just a little more focused, a little more turned up, or does that look like a different person? And every year that I do it, it seems like it's more in alignment with who I want to be and who I am showing up already is. So it's like less dramatic of a shift. Mm -hmm. Um, I, like that saying, what gets measured gets done. I don't know who said that, but if you don't measure something, then all these goals are just going to be ideas. And you had a good way of putting it in objectives, strategies, and tactics through the military lens. Yeah. I think that's a, a good way to conceptualize what we're talking about. That's right. Um, objectives, strategy, and, and tactics. And um, this, this, I don't know, process... Maybe it does come from the military. Um, it's certainly where I learned it. And it's uh, as simple as the objective is the reason why you're doing the mission. 
the strategy is the the um, well, I need a good, I need a I, use I, one of your examples of like one of your missions that you had to do. Like one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, if you can, if it's classified, you know, of course, talk about. It. I don't know if it's no, like best uh, of your duration depends of yeah. Right. I don't think I don't. Yeah, good question. Um, so uh, a an an objective would be to um, okay, okay, great, great, great. So the the objective is usually a person, all right, or or a location to take control of, take control of a person, take control of an area or an asset or something. And, then, and so we would, most of our objectives were people. Capture, kill, or rescue. Yeah, in, in Afghanistan for sure. Uh, because there, it, um, you know, there's not a lot of territory that has any... I mean, there's territory of strategic value, but... <laughs> After that, <laughs> moon dust. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's not, there's not like you're getting oil refineries out of, out of, out of the country of Afghanistan. So uh, the objective is a person. And you, you have multiple strategies for how you would acquire that person. Now, a strategy could be an ambush, meaning like I know where they're going to be, but I don't know when they're going to be there. So I'm going to set up in advance and they're going to trigger the ambush. So they, I, choose the, I choose the place, they choose the time. Mm. And so that gives me the advantage in some ways. In some ways, it's a disadvantage. You got to wait. And a raid is uh, they, you choose the time, oh, I choose the time, they choose the place. So they're not, you know, they're not moving. They're, there's a compound that we have to get into and we're going to go into the time that makes the most sense for us and lose sense for them. Uh, and Zero then, dark 30. Yeah, exactly. Dark as hell. <laughs> and then the, the tactics is how, so you, you choose a strategy based on what makes the most sense for the resources that you have and the, the constraints that you have. And the tactics are how you execute the strategy. So if you're going to execute a raid, are you gonna use vehicles? Um, are you gonna use ground vehicles? Are you gonna use aerial vehicles? Are you gonna use no vehicles? Are you gonna do a you know, dismount? Are you going to um, go in under the cover of darkness? You know, uh, you know, what, are, what are the methods you're gonna to use to conceal your activities until the last possible second? And you could change tactics, but if you change strategies, your tactics become pretty irrelevant, right? So, or dangerous. <laughs> yeah, or a liability, mm -hmm. right? So if you shift from, you know, the objective as a person, and if you change strategies in the middle of a mission, you're, you've, you've screwed up all the work that you've done to get there, mm -hmm. most of the time, mm -hmm. um, you know. So, so this has big relevance and, and change when you're going through your goals, or our goals, and the... Um, the, whether it's physical transformation, financial health, you know, transformation, um, emotion, mental, emotional transformation, anything that's, that's a big, fat, hairy, scary goal, your, the goal, the, the, the goal, if it's in alignment with what you really want, who you really are and, or who you want to be, um, then the, you want to pick a strategy that makes it inevitable that you're going to succeed. And there's all kinds, you know. Books, you know, books are, thousands of books have been written on diet. Thousands of books have been written on exercise. There's lots of valid strategies. Um, and then there's infinite tactics, essentially. But what, what I see people do, and I've done this tons of times, is I see people pick 
strategies that don't make sense for the resources and the objective that they have mm-hmm. and the constraints that they have. So um, let's talk about uh, a fitness, a, a good fitness example. So if my objective is to um, lose weight, this is a common one, lose body fat. A lot of times the strategy that someone will have to execute on that goal in the past, and the, 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 you know, America has really sophisticated in its understanding of fitness in the last 10, 10 years specifically. But in the past, you'd see somebody with their goal of, that wouldn't have anything to do with nutrition. The goal wouldn't mm-hmm. have to like, I'm gonna exercise my way out of this. I'm gonna have on the fork. I'm gonna work out five days a week. I'm gonna train really, really hard, do hit or whatever. And have that At, Burger King liner. Or whatever. I mean, like, or, you know, eat well or not eat enough. I mean, but it's just not a factor. And they think that the, the, the input that matters the most is going to be the intensity of their training. Mm-hmm. When, when you're talking about a very specific outcome goal, like the amount you weigh on the scale, that has to be done nutritionally. Like, you can't control. The only way to control your weight is to control your calories. And uh, you can change your performance with your training. So if you have a, a goal of like running a marathon or, you know, you know, create building muscle. You can do some things um, in the gym, but even even when you go over to muscle, go back to aesthetics, you still have to it has to be nutrition has to be a big part of that. So the strategy needs to match the objective and the constraints that you have. So if you're a vegan and you're trying to put on a lot of muscle, mm-hmm. you can do it. And there's there's you know vegans that do it, mm-hmm. but it's hard. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to be very you have to be willing to have a high degree of commitment on that strategy. And, and be willing to be very disciplined. So I try to pick, for me, I pick goal, objectives I, I care about that I, would make me feel good just to be in pursuit of. Strategies that are easiest and most fun to execute. And if they're not fun, they are, it's a discipline that I want and not necessarily the discipline that I am good at. So, What's, what do you mean by that? So like, uh, um, I want to learn to play the guitar. I, I hate sitting still and I hate learning. So I hate playing music that I'm not, because it doesn't sound good. When you're, when you're not good at something, it doesn't sound good. No. Like, um, Try the violin. It's a good one. I don't like it, but I want to and be more self-compassionate and I want to um, slow down. And I want to play more. It's in alignment with a bunch of things I want, even though the process makes me uncomfortable. It's a mm-hmm. discomfort I want. I got you. So that, that discipline, right? So I like the discipline of lifting weights. I like the discipline of running. I like the discipline of eating. Like I, it, it's, it's pretty easy for me to stick to a, a diet plan. So that's not a discipline that's difficult for me. Slowing down, getting enough sleep is a little bit difficult, right? So there's pieces of that that aren't easy for me. But I want that. That's who I want to be in alignment with. So even if it, it's not doesn't make me feel good to do it, I know that the outcome and the process is healing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, to get better sleep, to, to take care, take better care of myself. So um, not necessarily picking a process that makes you feel good, like um, in a hedonistic yeah, way. Yeah. That's not going to work probably anyway. But a process that makes me feel good spiritually. Mm-hmm. So objective, the outcome that you actually want that will make you feel good to pursue. The strategy based on the constraints and the resources that you have 
access to now, not imaginary resources, which is where people get mixed up. Like, oh, well, I'll have more time when, <laughs> yeah, sure. When your boss is nicer to you and your spouse takes care of the kids and like all your responsibilities are gone. No, you don't, you don't have that time. So what a time do you have now? Mm. That's the time you're cooking with. Mm. That's the time you're cooking with, there you go. So strategy based on the, the resources and constraints you have now um, that, put, that puts the objective as, a, as an inevitability eventually. Because if you take out time, if you say like, I hate, this is what I hate about SMART goals. Mm. Uh, specific, measurable, account, actionable, uh, realistic, and time-bound. Time yeah. Well, time, as soon as you put time into play, like my blood pressure gets up. If you, if you tell me I gotta get my bench press up to 300. In three weeks. Yeah. Or even six months, like, you know, like that's, it's stressful. plausible, but now, I, now I'm really gonna be worried about every workout. And that, a little bit of pressure is good, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. say like, if time is irrelevant, can you get your bench press to energy? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. so I, I'll be on my plan to get to my bench press in six months. It may be eight months, maybe a year, whatever. I don't necessarily control the output, but as soon as you start to, to put that time constraint on. Like super hard. Yeah. yeah. You can have like a general idea, maybe right. in six months. Right, which is why. Flexible time. It's like if your goal this year is to start a podcast, you could probably start the podcast by the end of listening to this podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you hit play, go, like you could just. Get reps. So, so I think that's a process goal. And then back to, so. When you go, you have the strategy, then you write out the tactics and the tactics need to make sense and need to be things that you either know how to do or can learn how to do pretty easily or that you're interested in learning how to do. So like, I'm not interested in um, learning how to like get good at Facebook ads. However, in order to uh, grow the way that I wanna grow, I'm gonna need to have some competency in that. Right? And so like I can write that down as a skill that I kind of know what it is and then maybe I can explore more as I as my business grows. Um, but it, if you're if you're writing down tactics and your or your your process and it seems like out of reach, it probably is. Like all of the things that are in fitness inputs, um, you know, lifting weights, doing push-ups, um, you know, doing meal prep, if you don't have practice at those, then I would be very careful about the specificity of the goals or the time, the timeline that you're writing down, right? So if you're really good at meal prep and you're really disciplined at you know, eating and training, then you probably know like, okay, it's gonna take me about six, seven months to cut 25 pounds and get back into my old fighting weight. Cool. But if you've never done that, I might say, hey, the goal is to get into a program for three months with a coach and learn how to do those things so I can have control mm -hmm. of my life and my health in a different way. To get a sort of refine. Yeah, that's right. I think that we need to give ourselves a lot more grace for things that we don't have skill. And just a self-awareness of knowing yeah. where our skill doesn't lie. Yeah, you're not bad because that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I think we get shame, bring shame in the way, so then you avoid doing something about it. Yeah. Oh, right before we hit play, I was talking about, I, not that I, I wouldn't say I suck, I, but I avoid, I like to skip slowing down and like the mental health and the spiritual health stuff of like meditation and journaling and, um, and, and really giving myself time. 
Mm-hmm. That's um, something that is a, a, a burgeoning skill for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I need a lot of handholding. So I've had um, coaches and mentors and people like, you know, meditate with me and, and give me drills. And, you know, it's like it's, I'm very early on in the reps process of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't set ambitious goals with my personal growth that way. I'm just like, okay, I'd like to daily, like, like hit my, hit start time on my watch and do 10 minutes of journaling. Then one hour meditation. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A perfect stillness with absolutely no uh, interruption. Yeah. That's right. Good things happen when you get to that point, but start with 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, good things happen when you begin any journey. Ass on cushion, as they say. You've won the day, you've done your meditation, you got your ass on cushion. And if you sat there and quote unquote meditated and then you got up and noticed that you just thought the whole time, you actually just meditated then because guess what? You just noticed that you were thinking the whole time. That's meditation, you noticed. Yep. The whole time you sat there and thought, 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 and then you judged that you didn't meditate. But even upon reflection, you noticed, I was thinking, hey, you just meditated. <laughs> That's what meditation is. It's I, not having a blank mind. Nigh impossible. Is that the way we're going for? I love that. And I like that um, you were, um, you made it easy to succeed in that definition. Yeah, that's where it starts. So what are, what, like, what, what areas do you feel like the most competent in in your life? And what areas do you feel like the least, like the, the least competent? I think we're, we're like reversed, like, taking time and going slow and all that, like I do that too much, I think. You know, I, I'm a good avoider too, procrastinator. I could sit and meditate for a while, I could journal for a while, I can read. You know, I was talking about my reading goals, like I was mad I didn't hit my 65, and they were like, that's pretty high. <laughs> you know, I almost read 100 books in one year. Um, but I'm also using a lot of time doing that where I need to be focused in other areas. So I'm like, I need to borrow from you on like taking more action and getting granular about what your goals are and what's the strategy, what's the tactic, things like that. Because I have the objective and then it's like, cool, let's do that one day. You know, <laughs> I'll move a little bit, but kind of nowhere for a lot of these things. Well, um, the, um, the sort of the yang energy is like, where yeah, you're... yeah. Any more of that. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, well, you're motivated to take action on reading apparently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's because really I enjoy it, right? So it's easy. I like to learn. I like stuff, like interest, knowledge, even fiction books, fun. Well, yeah, uh, I, you're a curious person. And that's, uh, that, that's really, you're also, you seem like you're pretty aggressive on the training front too. Yeah, that one's never been hard. I think it's because of um, growing up playing sports and stuff, you know, just built in. Sports and dance. And Dan, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a sport. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yeah. I mean, I was in the best shape of my life when I was doing dance versus when I was playing soccer, basketball, or track. But yeah, I started sports when I was like in preschool, kindergarten. So that's always been built in, luckily. Um, okay, so uh, well, let's um, let's let's make this a valuable uh, session for the both of us. What, um, so what's the thing that you're most afraid of taking action on? Probably taking on more patience and scaling up uh, in that regard. It's always a catch-22 for us 
healers and want to help people is like charging them money, right? We just want to help them and it, we feel bad for having to charge them. But it, you know, it's our time and can you put a price on mental health and if you change someone's life, you know, that should be worth that. The other factor is it's a hard ass job. It's a hard ass job. Like you're, we were talking earlier and it's like, yeah, people don't sit down for 40 hours a week and talk for 50 minutes a day to people. <laughs> They're doing four hours a week concentrated by themselves, maybe on email or whatever, maybe on the phone from time to time. We're literally talking and not, we're not just shooting the shit. We're like deep conversation, conversations of depth all day long. So if I did 40 hours a week of that, I would be fried. And some of us try to do that and they burn out quick. And you have the other 10 hours a week that's like the admin, right? The chart, chart notes that are being of our existence or working on your blog or your websites or fucking social media, which I, really, I can't stand, but I have to, I have to do it some way. So those areas I'm really deficient in. There's so much good stuff here. I love it, Miles. <laughs> I have a lot of resistance as well, but uh, and, uh, if I want to scale up, like if I want to do more men's groups, things like that, if I want to... You know, this podcast, for example, what if one day it gets big and gets monetized? Well, great, that's scaling up, you know, things like that. I mean, uh, those are goals where I'm lacking. Well, uh, first of all, oh my gosh, this, this is so good. This is, this is the reason why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> so <clears throat> um, let, me, let me help you with the money thing. Um, all, right, all right, first of all, let me help you. That's so pretentious. Um, but the... <laughs> The, 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 money, the money conversation flipped for me when I was running this really amazing program um, in my gym in Southeast Portland. And it was so awesome. We did like uh, strength conditioning. We did powerlifting. We did like all this performance-based stuff. It was really, 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 um, you know, not, not perfect, but certainly new school holistically balanced, like just really great five-star training. Like I, I couldn't name a better program off the top of my head in, in the state that you could go to, to, to get it. And, um, I put so much love and energy into it and I would, you know, follow up with my people, you know, weekly, they had accountability coaches and we were charging typical small box, you know, 197 a month or whatever. And, um, the thing that would, that I noticed is after about a year of that, I would call people to like, give them like uh, a check in on their nutrition plan or, or, or just, you know, you know, let them know I care. And uh, they'd be like, Oh, I'm glad you called. I just wanted to cancel my membership, you know? And um, I, I was, and I had all these notes about like, Oh, how are you doing with the negative self-talk Mrs. Jones and all that. And I realized like, wow, I'm so much more invested than they are. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. I got all these ideas about where we're trying to go, mm -hmm. and like to them, it's just a gym membership, right? And and so then I started to charge more and just like bump it up, like by twenty bucks, twenty bucks. And pretty soon we were charging fifty percent more than we were before, and we actually got better results, and the people were more invested. So you put more money in, you want to put more of your time into it. Yeah, and but I I spiritually came to that like conclusion organically of like. They have to be, actually, realistically, they need to be more invested than me. Like, it can't be about me and what I want for them. It has to be 5149, they're the person yep. that's bugging me yep. about, you know, yep. what we're doing. Yeah, Chase. Right. And then that realized that the, the low barrier 
to, to the lower barrier meant that people could say yes, even though they didn't really care, right? And there's lots of that where like, they'll take it at $97, but if it was $397, oh, I don't really want to get in shape. <laughs> like, yeah, great. Well then save us both a bunch of time. Right, that's, <laughs> you're precluding people you don't want to work with. Yes. Yeah, it's not 24 hour fitness. And, um, and not, uh, not 24 hour fitness. But, you know, that takes the pressure off you and puts it back on them because they're the person with the power in the dynamic, right? You create the container and you can see their potential, but they don't even know it's possible, right? So they, like, you're, 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 you're actually giving them the steam and the energy to, to move forward. And like you said, you have to promote and, you know, have a, you know, a, a megaphone to talk about those things with people so that you get the right people in the boat. But, um, you know, the, the, you know, not wanting to charge or, or, or undercharging them, that actually hurts the results, you know, so is in my experience, what I've observed and not because the material is not good, but because the pressure is not on them to make something happen or to make it valuable or make it a valuable investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I figured that that background noise. We're at the gym today recording, and that's the golf simulator for whatever that golf sound. People is. are in the gym right now making that investment work for them. <laughs> some days we're at my office doing this where it's quiet, and then some days you got gym sounds. So we're giving you a real mix. life sounds, people. Exactly. So cool, man. So you, so that's the thing that you're kind of. There's a a bunch of spider web of issues like, you know, standing in your value taking up space, getting attention, um, um, you know, growing as a practitioner, um, you know, all these little business pieces around that, mm -hmm. but there's some kind of, there's some overlapping mm -hmm. uh, issues. So that sounds like where the most of your spiritual growth is gonna come from You start to tackle those things mm -hmm. because that's gonna, who knows who you'll become when you start to take up more space and, um, and um, charge what you're worth and, and hold people accountable to who they want to become. Yeah, and being able to know I can handle more people and not get burnt out. I have a fear that I will get burnt out because it already is a lot. But I, you know, what it's like with marathon runners, they say when you hit the wall, you've only got to 40%. You know, it's probably something like that. Well, uh, that's 100% true of like of my, my experience of business like whatever you're comfortable with you're that's like so you can sleep and mail it in yes and, yes yeah um but we don't want to sleepwalk you know yeah. we want to be aggressive yeah. and um being squeezed i say this all the time is i like have to like finish a phone call you know two minutes early to hop on the next call and then eat while i'm you know uh doing an intake or something it's like it's okay to be a little bit squeezed on the, if it's squeezing you forward. Squeezing you forward. Squeezing you, like just like, like a bumper sticker. <laughs> just like toothpaste getting squeezed out of the, yeah. you know, the bottom of the tooth. Fail forward and squeeze forward. I like that. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, man, okay, so starting, well, I've got some shit to hold you accountable for then. All right. Bang a ring, Rufio. Let's do it. Um, What's well, wrong, goals? Do we want to share? Mm. Okay, um, and, and I think, so selecting a hairy, scary goal and, and then forgetting about, so once, you, once I, you write the objective 
and you write out the strategy and the tactics and you are in alignment and agreement and you know you can execute on the tactics and you've got the proper goal um, selected. Forget about the actual specificity of it, but hold yourself daily to a daily accountability on the process, on the tactics. So um, in in, uh, the four disciplines of execution, the author talks about who shall remain nameless until I come back and and edit, edit this. <laughs> the, uh, the author talks about the wildly important goal, the WIG, the WIG. And then you have the leading indicators. The leading indicators are things that create the goal. So it's sales conversations in a business. It's, um, you know, it's, you know, man hours when you're, you're building a house. It's like it takes a certain amount of, you know, inputs to create the output. So... Once you've got the goal, that tells you the strategy. The tactics are going to be how well you execute the strategy. You forget the goal, you forget the strategy, and then you, every day it's a scoreboard. Did I get my lifting in? Did I eat? Did I get the hydration? Did I go to sleep on time? Did I make that phone call? Did I write the gratitude list? Did I kiss my girlfriend? Did I, you know, and, and you just chalk up the wins. Does and, one need a checklist every day of these things? The I, tactics? Make sure you do them. The, I, I, I think I call it the, just the, the, uh, the wins, um, the wins list. Yeah. Aziz Gazapur has a book called a hundred days of winning or hundred, hundred wins. Um, it's how to cultivate gratitude for yourself hmm. and you sh- I, we should be proud of ourselves every day. We should be proud of who we're showing up as and, um, the work that we're doing towards these things. Instead of self-flagellating. If there's something you're avoiding, it's it's bec- like, so what the, the tactic for you might be doing a social media post. Mm. So if the tactic that you're avoiding is social media, one, that's where you have the most room to grow Two, then hold, have other people hold you accountable to like, okay, I got to create a social media post every day this week. So I need you to, you know, check tomorrow. And if I haven't posted, send me a text or whatever. And, or have them do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it won't work. So, okay. My belief is if you don't have a thorough understanding of the objective and the strategy, whatever it is, won't work if you have someone else do it for you. So like, um, you can have a, a chef prepare your meals, but you have to understand and tell them the strategy that they're executing, right? Mm. If the chef is creating your meal plan for you, then you don't know Right. That, that you don't know, you're, you're not going to have the buy-in that this is going to create the outcome you want. Might be the food he wants to eat. Yeah, right. I mean, so I, sure. I think outsourcing, outsourcing your goals can't be done. You can't outsource responsibility. You can outsource a role. So if you hire a babysitter, <laughs> that babysitter doesn't raise your kids. Right. right? That yeah, just, right. They just take care of them to make, get them to school. <laughs> make sure they don't kill themselves. That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> So um, you can outsource a role, but you can't outsource responsibility. Mm. So you, uh, you, you can hold, people can hold you accountable. It can't, no one can chew your food for you. You have, they, you have to do that. Mm-hmm. So, but that's where the growth comes. Mm-hmm. So um, we were talking about uh, uh, fitness goals. And I, if, you're, if, you have, if you have to eat a lot of calories, when I have to eat a lot of calories... <laughs> I get intimidated sometimes because I forget to eat. I'm not that hungry. And getting you know, a few thousand calories in a day is sometimes tedious. Not sometimes. It's tedious for anyone. 
basically eat a lot. But 4,000 calories is, a, is my goal and I'm going to work up to it. But I had to write it out to make sure I could do it. And even if it didn't necessarily feel comfortable, like, um, like that doesn't seem easy for me to eat a fifth meal every day. Like it doesn't seem easy. I pick, I, so I put, um, I wrote down a meal that I would want to eat in there, steak and eggs. And I was like, yes, but could I do that for dinner three nights a week? Yeah, sure. I could do that for dinner three nights a week. So I want to be in alignment. I, I want to align myself to the person I'm trying to become, not the person I'm holding myself back as today. Yeah. So I have to let go of the comfort of not having to worry about food when I get home to like, nope, I've got one more thing to do. And then I can relax. Then I can relax. And, but making it simple, small, and specific and easy. Mm-hmm. Simple, small, the, the three S's and the one E. So if, if your thing is promoting yourself is challenging, simple, small, specific, easy, what can you do? And then that's where you get out of your comfort zone in small doses to build up the confidence, the familiarity and the comfort mm-hmm. so that it becomes a part of you. It's like exposure therapy almost. It's exactly what it is. It's exposing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but don't take a picture of your, you know. <laughs> That's a different industry. <laughs> yeah. Only fans is social media. They're, they're, some people are making quite a bit of money. <laughs> yeah, well, if you get Just into foot pics, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Well, all right. You got to promote yourself. I got to slow down. I got to speed up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet in the middle. Yeah, yin and yang. I love it. Um, So objective strategy tactics and then forget the goal, forget the objective and just focus on the the daily and put the daily wins, gratitude in the process. like that. And if you're not liking the process, you either pick the wrong goal and it's okay. Not everybody wants this, you know, speaking Spanish sounds fun. Maybe you don't like, you know, maybe Spanish speaking isn't one of you want the language you want to learn. But I wouldn't, just because it's not comfortable doesn't mean it's not fulfilling and good. Mm-hmm. So just distinguishing between discomfort and what is um, a, a healthy growth process. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be uncomfortable if it's uncomfortable towards mm-hmm. healing, towards growth. Yeah, hurts when you work out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But later. Every rep past pain is growth. Yeah. That's what the Gobanita says. <laughs> I didn't read his book. He just came out with the book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be useful. Mm-hmm. All right. Closing thoughts. Uh, set big goals. Uh, be gentle with the tactics. Be gentle with yourself in pursuit. Enjoy the process. Happy New Year. Have fun. Yep. Now, your resolutions. Get after it. Out. Out.